It is Thursday, September 2nd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, newly acquired backup striker for AFC Richmond, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. The uh, September 2nd just kind of shook me there. Here we are into September now. A little over a week away from the start of the regular season. And welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick with you. Jeff Lagerman coming up at 415 today. Plenty to get to on the show. The cuts are in. The practice squad continues to be built. They added 13 yesterday and reports of another ad today at the quarterback position. We'll get to that coming up. No official announcement yet from the team, but we'll get to those reports in just a few moments. News of the week. It's been a busy week around TIAA Bank Field. The Jaguars were on the field today for the final time before Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Network coverage of Jaguars Happy Hour at 5 o'clock today. Logs will be on there, and we'll we'll hear from Bucky Brooks, NFL Network analyst. John Ozier will break down the wide receiver position. They originally kept five, added a sixth with a waiver claim, and they've got some guys stocked on the practice squad too. So plenty to get to today. Let's recap the week. The Jaguars were back at it today on the practice field, the final on-field work of the week. As we said, the team will have off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Travis Etienne Jr. just tweeted a moment ago that, uh, quote, surgery went great. Thanks to everyone for all the love and support. The road to recovery starts now. Hashtag blessed and grateful. Etienne went under the knife today. And that's good news that it all went well, according to Travis. And we uh, wish him the best in his recovery in the months ahead. And let's uh, get him back and ready to roll in 2022. But uh, an unfortunate loss for this Jaguars offense. That just happened uh, about. 40 minutes ago or so, uh, ETN tweeted that out. The roster was cut down to 53 Tuesday at 4 p.m. Immediately after that, head coach Urban Meyer met the media and discussed a few areas, including at the time a couple position groups that were shorter than normal. That's concern number one for me. You know, we got Dorsett as dinged right now. We brought in Devin Smith, and he goes out there and makes a, you know, makes a catch that I told I haven't, I haven't seen our guys make. So, uh, but he's also had two ACLs. He's an older player, uh, but he gives you the top end of the. He can knock the top off the coverage. Uh, that's my that's my biggest concern. And also three running backs, with the ETM being out. So we're that's twenty four seven conversation as we continue. So the initial initial shock there was five receivers, three running backs, but the Jaguars had the top priority in the waiver claim order, of course, and they do through week three of the regular season. And there was some speculation. Maybe they'll you know bring in three, four, five different guys, possibly. They ended up bringing in one on a waiver claim, Tyron Johnson, wide receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers, a young guy, an undrafted free agent by the Texans originally in 2019 out of Oklahoma State. Spent some time on the Texans, Bills, Panthers, and Chargers practice squads that year. Was on the active roster in week four of last season for the Chargers. And, of course, the Jags just claimed him. Speed is his game. Uh, Last year, he played in 12 games for the L.A. Chargers. 20 catches, just under 400 yards, and three touchdowns for L.A. So something that the Jaguars... Uh, needed. They needed a little more speed. Urban talked about that earlier in the week, and they feel like at least they got that. 
with Tyron Johnson, now the sixth receiver on the 53-man roster. At the same time they announced the waiver claim pickup, they announced the 13 players at the time that were signed to the practice squad. All of those were either waived or released earlier in the week, and it includes some familiar names, of course, at wide receiver. So Jeff Cotton Jr., Philip Dorsett II, uh, Josh Hammond, who had a good preseason, is on the practice squad. Devin Smith had that long reception in preseason week three, and then Laquan Treadwell had his moments in camp. Those are the wide receivers. Running backs Nathan Cottrell and Divine Ozigbo are part of that group as well. So some some guys that with the flexibility of the practice squad this year, you'll be able to move guys up and down. They are familiar with the system, of course, after being in the offseason program uh, in a couple of instances throughout the year, Cotton and Treadwell have not been here the entire offseason. They came in a little bit later. But they have an idea of what's going on on offense for sure. Uh, there are reports this afternoon, the uh, team has not announced it yet, that the uh, Jaguars, in fact, they just now, moments ago, announced it that uh, they have signed two players to the practice squad, Matt Sokol, a tight end, and quarterback Kyle Laletta. And they have placed Tavon Austin on injured reserve, the wide receiver. Kyle Laletta, if that sounds familiar to you, remember week one of the preseason. He was the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and had a pretty good outing against the Jaguars, at least statistically in that game. He was 19 of 27 passing, 212 yards, two touchdowns, 118 rating. Laletta, a fourth-round pick by the Giants back in 2018 out of Richmond. A wave by the Giants and final cuts that year was in the Eagles practice squad in 2019, the Falcons in 2020 on the practice squad, and then uh, the Browns practice squad last season from October through the end of the season. So Loletta now a member of the Jaguars practice squad. And again, just moments ago, the team announcing that Loletta signed to the practice squad and Matt Sokol, the tight end, and Tavon Austin, who was having himself a nice camp. He came in very late. Uh, in camp and right away was uh, making plays on the practice field, had his moments in games, felt like he could have been at least part of the solution to the Travis Etienne absence. Maybe not the whole solution. There aren't many guys that can do all of those things, but he's got some experience in the league. Unfortunately, uh, he is on injured reserve after he was banged up on the practice field going into uh, last week's uh, preseason finale in Dallas. So uh, that's the update on the practice squad. Let's move now to the offensive line. And earlier this week, George Warhop, offensive line coach, spoke with the media. It was actually yesterday. And it sounds like starting five should be available week one against the Houston Texans, according to Warhop. That's good news. Of course, Cam Robinson turned an ankle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Left guard Andrew Norwell has been battling through an elbow issue. Nothing too major there. A little knee issue for Brandon Linder. And A.J. Can is still on the reserve COVID-19 list even today. But there are expectations that those guys could be back. Uh, There's also a lot of talk this camp about Walker Little. Second-round draft pick out of Stanford this year. And Warhop still has confidence in the young left tackle for the Jags. I think Walker's perform like most rookies perform. Uh, I think, uh, I think in some instances he's done really well. In some instances uh, he struggled a little bit, and most of his struggles are really just putting himself in position to win, right? And that's getting used to playing the game at this speed and at this level. Um, I made the statement before about Walker. I think he's he's the most prepared young guy I've had, and I still stand by that. But there's still a process involved, right? Uh, for a guy to come out of college to come into this league and have to play left tackle, uh, unless you're 
um, you know, a top five pick, and even those guys struggle playing left tackle, um, you know, is a work in progress. And he hasn't played football in nearly two full seasons. He was hurt week one of 2019. Remember that, of course, and uh, we've seen him a lot in the preseason. It is a work in progress. There are still high hopes, as you heard Warhop say there, but the starting five that everybody thought was going to begin the season, at least that's the plan as of right now, is to let them start week one against the Houston Texans. We'll see how the season goes. Attrition, things can happen. At some point, you might see Walker Little in a game on the offensive line for the Jaguars. Who knows? Uh, Now on to quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, of course. You might have heard of him. He's the starter. He was the number one overall pick. C.J. Beathard now the backup for the Jaguars after the trade of Gardner Minshew II to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Beathard spoke with the media Wednesday about coming into a new offense with the Jaguars after three seasons in San Francisco. Yeah, spring was trying to trying to get a feel for it, feel for the offense, the terminology, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's kind of like learning a new language. You know, there's some carryover from – you know, certain offenses in the NFL, and there's a little bit here, but but it really is like learning a new language. So you're just kind of trying to speak that language with the coaches and get on the same page with them. And, um, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still growing and, and learning and trying to do that as we go, and I will be for the next, you know, however long I'm here. So, uh, but it's definitely slowed down a lot. Uh, this camp, as camp started to, to get going and preseason started to get going, it slowed down a lot, and, and uh, you know, I feel comfortable in it now. Well, C.J. Beathard is from uh, Franklin, Tennessee, and he has the the beard to match, I think. Um, But good to hear from Beathard this week, a third-round pick of the 49ers in 2017 out of Iowa, of course, signed in this offseason, got some guaranteed money with that, about $2.7 million, and uh, played in 19 games with San Francisco with 12 starts, 2-10 record out there as a starter, threw for just under 3,500 yards in that time frame. 18 scores, 13 interceptions, you know, and, and he's a guy that has been around. Obviously, um, Trent Baalke is here now, was in San Francisco. Um, Beathard is going to be a good resource, I think, for Trevor Lawrence as well. He's been in the league for a few years, kind of gets it, can at least so what we saw in the preseason, you know, can is not scared to throw the ball down the field uh, if he needs to. Uh, the consistency – in the regular year, you know, here's the thing. You don't want to see him all the time. Obviously, that means Trevor's not playing or you're up by 40. Then you want to see him, and that'd be okay too. But um, there it is. He's the backup quarterback, and uh, he understands the role. I think he totally gets what's going on, and he'll be a good resource for Trevor Lawrence and this offense. Let's move to today now. We heard from wide receiver DJ Chark Jr., and remember he suffered a hairline fracture in the middle finger on his right hand early in training camp. And obviously he is fired up, as he said today, to be on the practice field this week and again next week to get ready for week one. Early on, you know, I came out, dressed of the day, did running on the side. Um, yesterday we had practice. It was my first time actually in breaking the huddle. Uh, today the same, and just moving forward, doing that. Uh, you know, it, running on the side is different from breaking the huddle. Uh, running against a DB, resistant running, things like that. So there's still uh, ways to go. But, you know, I have good faith in myself and uh, my coaching staff to help me get there. You know, it's you got like 10 more days, so I'd be good. Remember early in the offseason, DJ Chark Jr. was challenged by Urban Meyer. Uh, said he didn't play big last year and by size. 
Uh, he challenged him to put on some muscle, and he did that. Eight to ten pounds of muscle in this offseason. Came back to the offseason program much stronger. And now in training camp, just hasn't seen a lot of the field, of course, because of that finger injury. It's a, a huge year for Chark. It is a contract year for him. And, uh, you know, as a second-round pick, this is the final year of his rookie contract. And there are high hopes for Chark to be a big piece of this offense and the, the piece of it that he can stretch out down the field. They really don't have a lot of that, uh, at least proven here yet. They might have it on paper, but they haven't really seen it. Chark is a guy that can do that. And it, would, it will be nice to see the full front-line receiving group on the field during a game, I think for the first time in a while, if not at all in the preseason. Chark, Jones, and Chenault didn't have much time together because of the injury to Chark and, and working with Trevor Lawrence with those three guys out there and a full arsenal will be nice to see. Let's move to defense now. Second-year linebacker Shaq Quarterman has put together a nice training camp. Special team star, of course, but he's also loving the feel on defense. His defense is a player-friendly defense for sure, you know, and that's one of the first things that the coaching staff, you know, implemented when they came in. You know, they said, uh, you know, the way to keep good players good players is to give them, you know, uh, simple tasks, allow them to play fast. So Coach Cullen has done a great job with that. But in terms of when the light came on, I knew as soon as I really got my opportunity to put my cleats on the ground, you know, I would definitely uh, gain confidence in, in just knowing where I belong. 3-4 inside linebacker. He's a downhill player, of course. He's right here from um, Oakleaf High School in Orange Park. It's his second season now. He was the leading special teams tackler a year ago for the Jags in his rookie campaign. And uh, well, one of the leading tacklers, I should say. Uh, and he'll be a big piece of that again, obviously, on the special teams part of it. Will he play a little more of a role on defense? Depends on how they set up certain things, but... Obviously, with Miles Jack and Damian Wilson, the front-line guys in the middle, we'll see if he can uh, touch the field on defense a little bit more. And uh, part of the Joe Schobert trade, a, a piece of it at least, was their belief in Shaq Quarterman and his ability on defense, if not now, then maybe in the future moving along. Let's finish with the kicker. Josh Lambeau met the media today. He had plenty to say about his season a year ago with that hip issue. A little bit of what's going on above the shoulders with him, but also the kicking situation this year and his status entering 2021. You know, it, it takes a little bit of time. You know, I've, I've never had this situation. I've never come off of a season where I only played four games. Now coming into a season with a new coach, now coming into a season with no guaranteed money on my contract. Like, I, I know how things work around this league. You know, if you once you get that big number, in front of your contract, you have a big old target on your back. And I'm, I'm aware of how things work. And so that has fueled me more to, to, like I said, work harder, do more, watch more film, ask more questions, um, because I still think there's a little bit left in the tank. Well, as Urban Meyer said, just got to make the field goals. And uh, you can hear the entire availabilities on Jaguars.com from earlier this week, from Warhop to Quarterman to Lambeau to all the rest that happened. Uh, C.J. Beathard as well. Check them out on the official team website. Season tickets, single game tickets, and group tickets. Be a part of the new era of Jaguars football and own it. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Plenty ahead. Jeff Lagerman joins us in just a moment. We'll get some thoughts on Urban Meyer's week. And plenty more ahead. Defensive talk. 
And the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour comes up at 5 o'clock today as well. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. And by Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the trucks of the future for everyone. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. Because the trucks of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel-Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguar's Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony, Jaguars Today. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Everyone was considered uh, that was part of the um, production. Let's you know, let's start talking about this, and then also we vaccinated or not. Uh, can I say that that was a decision maker? Was certainly in consideration. 
Head coach Urban Meyer earlier this week. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and veterans choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Jaguars Happy Hour continues. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman on the desk with us now. Happy Thursday, Logs, on this weird preseason bye week. It's kind of odd, right? I, you know, it's, I like it, though. There's a couple of reasons why I think I like it. One of those is, you know, after a long off-season program and, you know, training camp and things, everybody just gets a week to, okay, take a week away, get your mind right, and get ready for week one. Also, for the football team, second reason I like it, those little nicks, those little injuries, a little turned ankle, this yeah. or that, I think you'll have more of a, a full-strength feeling week one around the league mm-hmm. than I think you have in the past. I, I'm not going to disagree with any anything you said, but the main reason I'm going to say why I like it yeah. is because did we really want to watch the fourth preseason game? <laughs> I mean, dang, JP. I mean, the fourth preseason game was painful. Right. Yes, it was. Right? So instead sure. of having a fourth preseason game now, we get one extra regular season game. And in big picture, that's what this is about. That's a good thing. And two weeks is great to allow teams to focus on getting ready for the opener. But also, there's going to be <clears throat> some interesting days, okay, because rosters are going to be continue to be tweaked all the way up until the end of, of next week. That's the reality. And, uh, and uh, so it's not going to get quiet all of a sudden no. because now there's a bye week. I mean, there's still going to be a lot of activity. You know, I think we just heard from Urban Meyer there, and that was the big headline and all that stuff Why? this week. Why was that a well, big well, here's headline. what I think. Urban could cut a ham sandwich, quote-unquote, incorrectly and catch hell for it from the national media just because of his name recognition. Well, then, first of all – I don't if, think he said anything incorrect. There. Well, the reason why it became a big story is because the Players Association came out and said they are investigating. That's what they said, George Atali, right. from the sure. Players Association. Okay. So when the Players Association says – we are investigating Urban Meyer's comments. What is there to investigate? Okay, the, the script is right there. The video, can you can go to Jaguars.com, NFLPA, and watch the video to do this thorough investigation. The reality is he didn't say anything wrong whatsoever. Every coach in the National Football League has a responsibility to their team to win football games. And how do you win football games? You get better players. You get better players that are available. That's right. Okay. That's right. And the team actually put out a statement the next day about availability and the importance. And if you're watching on video, you can read the entire statement on Jaguars.com. We won't go through it here. But, but look, here's the, the reality is, is availability, which is we've heard general managers and coaches for years talking about that availability is way better than any other kind of ability that a player has. Simple, because if the player can't play, then it doesn't matter. So you can't stick your head in the sand and act like that a player's vaccination status is not of part of the decision-making process. Sure it is. If is it have, the deciding factor? Sure, no. JP, if I'm a, if, well, here's the fact, okay? Let me, let me give you where it is. Okay. okay, from my standpoint, if I'm a general manager or, not, or I'm a coach, Okay, and I've got player A and I've got player B. Mm-hmm. Player A and player B are about making the same amount of money. Okay. 
player A and player B are about the same as far as potential-wise. As far as potential, the, their ability to play, everything is equal. The determining factor right there sways to one, if one's vaccinated and the other one is not, I'm taking the vaccinated player. If everything, is el- everything else is equal, that just makes sense. You have a responsibility to the team to get the best player you can for the team. And availability or possible availability is part of that factor. And I don't understand why, you know, and look, the media and some of the people that criticize that are saying, well, he should have just lied. Okay, Bill Belichick lied about Cam Newton, and that's why he was cut. Well, we don't know that. And to sit there and say that, that Bill Belichick lied, I think, is ridiculous. That's a big assumption. Maybe it was, but you know what? You don't know that. And so to sit there and go, okay, well, we're going to jump on Urban Meyer. We're going to call Bill Belichick a liar because they're not admitting the fact. Look, the reality is, is that, look, that's a fact. And the players ought to realize that. If, if, and and this, is, this is reality. Player A and player B. Mm-hmm. Player A vaccinated, player yeah. B unvaccinated. Yeah. Equal, okay? Player A vaccinated, he stays. B gets cut. Okay, now B's on the street. What do you think B's thinking? Maybe I should get vaccinated because, you know what, I'm on the street and I need a job. And if I'm on the street, okay, now there's player B and player C on the street. Player C's vaccinated. B still stays unvaccinated. The team that needs a guy is going to go to C. So once again, B, B gets bypassed. I mean, that's just, it's just common sense. So, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it was an interesting cut. There was a defensive heavy roster. Yeah, I was going to ask you, were there any surprise no, cuts to you? No, and he, here's why it was not a surprise anywhere. With the expanded rosters that you have there, is, is there really a shortage on one side of the ball or not? No. No, yeah, because, I mean, right. because look, look at the practice squad that you've assembled now. Oh, right. It's, it's heavy okay. with guys you know, obviously. And okay. Quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, center, running back, wide receiver, offensive lineman, offensive lineman, <laughs> wide receiver. Okay, you can pluck any of these guys right. up on game day. Okay, mm-hmm. any of these 16 guys mm-hmm. up on game day and bring them up. Mm-hmm. So it's not anymore. It's not anymore. And, I, and I, when you're trying to formulate your roster, it's always about the 53. You're trying to keep the best 53 most valuable guys that you can. And then after that, you have 16 roster spots. I'm not calling it practice squad because, in fact, it's a roster spot because you can use them, okay, four times for free, each player mm-hmm. four times. And then after that, if you need, you're going to have to activate them up to the active roster to be able to use them any, okay. at any point after that. Right. That's like having an expanded roster. The expanded roster doesn't make the, the cut to the 53 all that, you know, of a wow moment anymore. Who are the four that you think you would protect? I mean, you can change that every week. Uh, and so people can't come grab your guys. Quarterback? On, the, on this list, well, I mean, yeah. you always want to protect your quarterback, and yeah. I'm sure that the Jaguars tried to keep Jake Luton. And they're not going to come out and say that right. because then that's kind of offensive to Kyle Lalletta, who right. the Jaguars did put a release out to say that they signed him to the practice yep, they squad. they did. Yep. Okay. Um, so you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings there. Always protect the quarterback because you've only got three guys. No, okay, they're they're valuable. Yeah. Gotta have that guy, uh, obviously. Yeah. Um, looking so, at the rest of them, I mean, to be honest with you, JP. I mean, uh, they all got there, so it's not like there's you know they're there for a reason. Exactly. So, 
I mean, you know, they'll we'll, figure it out. In the you, next you pick four. <laughs> okay. I'll pick four. <laughs> we won't Joe can pick that. four. <laughs> and and here's the crazy thing: yeah. you could take you could take eight of the Jaguar scouting staff and say, "Give me four. They may come up with different fours That's, every time. Yeah, there you go. You know, but but the biggest thing I think you have to factor in is that where are you light at on your roster? Mm. And and if you're light in one particular position, like you're a little light maybe at wide receiver, maybe a little light at running back. So do you protect those guys just because the numbers, okay, the numbers are a consideration? Probably so. But from a talent standpoint, if there's a guy that you're sitting there going, wow, we got to protect him because we think he's going to be really good, he ain't on the practice squad. Let's come back in a moment. No offense to the guys on the practice squad. Right. But there's a but reason. you're not there yet. But, that, but you could be there. It's not the end of the world. No, that, that's it's what I'm saying. You're, to be. you're not there yet. That, yeah. that, that means that I'm not saying you'll never get there. It's just right. that you're not there yet. Plenty ahead. Let's talk defense when we come back. Cool. They kept a bunch of dudes on defense. We'll go a lot of guys, this. but uh, they did have the one subtraction, Daniel Quale. So yeah. they got a less one dude. Uh, one less dude, yes. We'll, we'll break all that down coming up. Check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network, a free subscription on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Give us a comment and a five-star rating. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by TIAA Bank. Turn potential into progress. And by Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hey, Jaguars fans, it's always game on with Duncan's $2 medium hotter iced coffee Tuesdays for rewards members. The NFL season is more than just what happens on game day. That's why Duncan wants to get you through the game week, too. During football season, the best call is always Duncan. Whether it's the morning after a late night game or getting hyped for the week to come, pick up a cup of your favorite coffee and tackle the day with Duncan. Join today and order ahead of the Duncan app. Jacksonville Jaguars run on Duncan. Exclusions apply. Participation may vary. Limit one per week. The Land Rover Defender story began with the simple thought of creating an exceptionally capable off-road vehicle, becoming the go-anywhere, do-anything, all-terrain machine. Today, there's a new Land Rover Defender, the toughest and most advanced Land Rover vehicle ever. From the beginning, Land Rover knew the new Defender was capable of great things. Motor Trend's 2021 SUV of the year is just the latest example. Test drive the new Land Rover Defender today at Land Rover Jacksonville on Atlantic Boulevard or go to LandRoverJacksonville.com. Land Rover, above and beyond. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand. From custom signage to complete marketing solutions, step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. 
Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing workforce solutions companies in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI has the resources necessary to scale with any enterprise, yet they are small enough to maintain the agility, personal service, and remarkable experience they've become known for over the past three decades. This is your workforce and your business reimagined. Visit CSICompanies.com to learn more. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick with Jaguars analyst Jeff Vlogman. Glad you're along with us this afternoon. It is the bye before the regular year. Jaguars game day broadcasts are presented by Vistar Credit Union. Logs, we were going through numbers, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, the initial 53 had many more defensive players than offensive, and we discussed some of that. They, and originally they, it was 29-21, and then since you just had Daniel Equale cut and you acquired the wide receiver from the Chargers, mm-hmm. now it goes to 28-22, 28 defensive players, 22 offensive players, and then three specialists. Bunch of defensive linemen. Quite a, quite a, yeah, too. quite a bit, and obviously with 13 Daniel Quale. guys? Yeah, 13. that's a lot. But, it, but, I mean, here you're, you're talking about seven positions, right? If you count the outside linebacker guys, If yes. you're talking bigs. That's right. But in reality, if you're thinking in terms of, okay, the National Football League is now 65% of nickel, it goes down to that's now four positions, right? Um, sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're playing a, a okay. four, four, yeah. one, four, two, right? Playing nickel mm-hmm. or dime. Mm-hmm. So, uh, from that standpoint, yeah, I, th- I thought that number was kind of high. I thought maybe, in my mind, I thought Sidney Jones was going to make it and that they would uh, have one less defensive lineman possibly because you'd want to have the corner. Corners are hard to find. But you got a, you got a, a draft pick for a guy that you never gave up anything to get in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, that's positive. He didn't have a great preseason. You've got Burns on the practice squad, who's a young guy that it, the reason he's there, you think maybe he can turn into something. And then I think there's also the possibility, because I will say this, they, they used the term fluid. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's a it's, fluid situation. And that, that's said. the right term, because things could change in five minutes. Okay, You could end up cutting two defensive linemen and adding – a wide receiver or running back, and then maybe a defensive player at cornerback. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know what's going to happen. That's why there's going to be there's going to be a lot of watching the the news release, press release. You know, reading all the different media outlets, following Twitter. I know you're a big Twitter guy, uh, uh, as are you. Yeah, I'm a huge Twitter huge guy. Twitter guy. Jeff Logman yeah, at huge, logs huge five Twitter six guy. right. And then yeah, 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 and that's right at at logs fifty six. You tweet all the time, nonstop. Nonstop, yeah. yeah I'm just, it's a problem. I'm actually. just knee deep in it. We I, needed to talk to you about that. I, I got a problem. I need some help. 
quit tweeting. <laughs> Cold turkey, just stop. So I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm glad that they got the third wide wide. I mean, the third quarterback. I mean, that's a positive. It didn't surprise me about the lower number of the wide receivers. Yeah. We got we got excited about a lot of guys at different times. Yes, we did. But was there anything that made you continue to go? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The next week, oh yeah. Right. Dorsett, oh yeah. Treadwell, yeah. oh yeah. They all had moments. They, they had moments. Mm -hmm. Okay, and moments ain't what the game is about. Consistency is what the game is about, and that's why these guys have bounced around a little bit. And can they provide you with some big plays at some point? Hopefully, because they're on a practice squad and they're probably going to have to play for you at some point. But did they warrant being on the active roster? No. The concern, though, is that the guys that you have on the active roster, there has not been a whole lot of continuity because they all haven't been practicing. That's right. We so talk, I talked about it earlier with Chark's been out, the starting three really haven't been on the field together, and then the, the other three guys are on the roster, but they've kind of come and gone. It's, yeah, it's a weird. The, the good thing is, as we saw, uh, you played the DJ interview mm -hmm. early on, and we heard that we heard him say that he's practicing now. So, I mean, that's a positive. And can you develop chemistry in, in a short amount of time? That's difficult to do. It really is. It's really difficult to do. So I feel like they had some in the offseason, though, charking those guys. Yeah, but that's but a you, long time ago. Yeah, but you know what, J.P.? Think about it in terms of, of the greatness that, that we've witnessed in the league when there, where there's real chemistry between guys. I mean, real chemistry. And I, when I always sit there and I go, okay, what's greatness? Well, who do you look at? Tom. Tom Brady. Yeah. And who do you listen to? Tom Brady. And he takes this rookie draft pick that he's got over there in Tampa Bay this year and he's taking this guy everywhere he's going because he said, look, i gotta, I got to count on this guy. He is going to be a contributor for us. Because the Tom Brady that we've seen before, which we had the opportunity to watch it firsthand up in New England when the Jaguars went up there to practice, if you're not, if you're not one of Tom Brady's guys, you don't practice with him. Yes, that's right. Okay, because he doesn't want to build chemistry with some guy, okay, that's not going to be around. I thought you were going to say something else there. I was thinking about okay. it. Okay. But I thought – You're very, being nice today. Better. Yes. Okay, he wants to practice with guys that he's actually going to play with because sure. he wants to build chemistry with those guys. And so with Trevor Lawrence, this is going to be a little bit of a challenging year because he's a rookie. And then on top of that, how much time has he had to build chemistry with the starters? That's, that's going to be an interesting watch. But he's a talented player, and I'm sure he's going to figure out the best way that he can and the fastest way that he can to develop chemistry with them. Jaguars kept five safeties logs. They're Cisco, all good players. Cisco, Ford, Jenkins, Thomas, and Wingard. All so good players. Go. All good players. I like them all. And you know what? Uh, and Urban actually said they they felt all eight safeties that were in camp are going to be NFL players. I, good thought, players. I thought that Jared Wilson is was worthy of a roster spot. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of Josh Jones. I just he's been around the league a minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's he's had some things in the past that's affected his ability yep. to be an effective player, yep. and uh, has not been a smart player at times. And but the safety. I mean, these guys are good now. And and here's I think one thing that I think Trent Baalke gets because you have two weeks. Okay. Now you've got this window. Mm-hmm. And what can still happen? Okay, 
Fluidity, right? No, absolutely. And fluidity means cut a guy, claim a guy, trade a guy, okay? And trades certainly are a possibility. And so when you get down to 53, you're trying to protect because you have two weeks. You're not thinking quite yet about game day. You are in the back of your mind. You always are, but it's still a little ways out. But in the, yeah. Yeah, it's still, you still got a little time. Yeah. So I think in the front of your mind, if you're a general manager in the National Football League now, this year, as opposed to other years, you're thinking about where's the value at? Who can I keep that's going to give me so, – so even safety. And safety is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Okay, You've got five guys there, and in reality you had six. You could have kept all six. And you could have said, hey, i got six guys here, and all these guys are worthy of a roster spot. Somebody may want one of my safety, because this is where we're pretty good at. And I've got a week to figure things out. I've got a week to make some phone calls, put some feelers out, that maybe I can, I can help my running back position out. Maybe I can help my mm-hmm. wide receiver position out, because this guy, some of these guys that I have at safety, I think some teams are going to want them in a, in, via trade. So I think from that standpoint, I think it almost would change how general managers would approach this year's final 53. A little bit, and that you're going to make sure that you protect your best 53. Okay, I got my arms around all my 53 guys because I know I like these guys and I covet them, and these guys got value. I'm not quite ready for my my game day roster yet. I know I'm a little weak at running back. I know I'm a little weak at wide receiver. Okay, that's okay because I got two weeks because I like these guys. They got value, and then I might take one out because somebody else is going to take one out of theirs. You know, so you might make a little little swap. So stay tuned. Fluidity for for those listening on radio and not watching this, he, he Jeff is quite a uh, dra- dramatic actor. I'll say that. Uh, I was it was like he's bringing all the chips into his side. There. Yeah, but That's I wasn't thinking was chips. You know, I was thinking like food. I'm protecting my food. <laughs> growling at people. Get away from my safeties. <laughs> uh, plenty to get to. We'll come back in a moment with the injury report. There's been an addition since we've come on the air today to that. Unfortunately. Little Trevor Lawrence talk in the weekend ahead, including a lot of ticket sales going on here at TIAA Bank Field for a game not involving the Jaguars. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. No wonder it's the official truck of the NFL and proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, And it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here to tell you where to find the most authentic Southern pit barbecue in all of Jacksonville. That's right, Bono's. For 72 years, Bono's has been smoking real pit barbecue right here on the First Coast. Smoked for hours, served in minutes, and always cut to order. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field. 
Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. If you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel-Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the trucks of the future for everyone. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. Because the trucks of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday afternoon. It's an early buy, if you will. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Let's take a look at the Daily's Place schedule. There aren't many bye weeks left for Daly's Place. It's about to get hot and heavy, Logs. Tomorrow, Chris Tomlin, Kerry Jove, and Bethel Music Tour. Rod Wave, September 9th. Sam Hunt, September 10th. Trippy Red, September 18th. Alice Cooper's on the schedule a little later. Uh, Santana. Uh, we got Zach Brown Band. Tickets at Daly'sPlace.com. I-, I wonder... If, uh, like on the September 12th, when the Saints and the Packers are going to be playing here at TI Bank Field, okay? Yes. Could they put the Jaguars-Texans game Ooh. on like a big giant screen inside Daly's place? That's a good question, yeah. Because be it's a cool. 1 o'clock kick, and then uh, the Saints and Packers is 425. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if I was a Jaguar fan and they had – the, if they said, hey, look, we're putting the Jaguars game up in the stadium at different places, I'd be like, all right, cool, man. I'm going to go watch the Jaguars play in Houston at the stadium here in town. Hmm. And then after we partied up and watched them, then I'm going to go watch Aaron Rodgers take on the New Orleans Saints, right? That'd be cool. Interesting, interesting idea. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, we'll have to look into that and see. 
I think that'd be a pretty cool day to uh, you know doubleheader football. I mean, of course, you know you have all the monitors with updates and stuff from all the yeah, other red games, zone. But, but if you had a that. dedicated sure. big giant screen to the Jaguars game inside Daly's place, man, I'm 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 going to find me a seat. Let's take a look at the injury report presented by Baptist Health, changing health care for good, and uh, Dylan Moses on the active non-football injury list. That seems like a longer-term play. Injured reserve updated a moment ago. Travis Etienne Jr. and Terry Godwin done for the year. Tavon Austin was added today with a quad issue. He went down on the practice field last week. In different categories for those guys, okay? Okay, okay because Etienne and Godwin are on IR for the year. Correct. They were put Correct. on IR before the 53 was made. That's right. Okay, Tavon Austin was a part of the final 53, and now he was put on it after the, the 53 was determined. So now he is going to be on what what I call the short-term IR. He can play in a couple weeks. Okay, so that's a good thing. And then A.J. can obviously, once he comes off the COVID list, they will have to release somebody from the roster to open the spot back for him. There you go. Because he does not count against the final 53 being on the COVID list right now. That's right. So there are some changes to come whenever That's that happens. Fluid. It is. Right. That's the definition of fluid. That's what we have right now. There's your injury report presented by Baptist Health, changing health care for good. You mentioned the Packers-Saints game. The Saints earlier today put out the ticket information for that game. Saints are still running the game. From the way I understand it, the Jaguars staff are helping them uh, as the primary ticket sales force uh, here in uh, in the in the stadium. Presale is open for Saints season ticket holders and Saints and Jaguars suite holders right now. Presale for the Saints priority wait list is at seven o'clock tonight Eastern Time. General public on sale tickets for this game in Week One here at TIAA Bank Field. That's tomorrow, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Purchase at Ticketmaster.com. That's the preferred method. Or you can call the Jaguars ticket office, 904-633-2000. The Saints in their announcement today said, you know, there's so many people, Saints ticket holders affected in New Orleans area, obviously, and they may or may not have access to Internet or Ticketmaster.com or their phone. But if you have a a way and want to come to the game you can still call the Jaguars ticket office, 904-633-2000. Parking will be available first come, first serve, but it's $30 per vehicle in the lots associated with TIAA Bankfield. There's going to be, I think, Saints and, and Packers fans coming from, you know, 400-mile radius. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, what a great opportunity for them that, uh, you know, instead of driving all the way to Wisconsin, if somebody's living in, let's say, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, whatever, like, hey, man, let's go. Yeah, let's go check right. a game out. It's right down there in Jacksonville. I think it's a, it would be a lot of fun. And, and again, if you can tune into the Jaguars game somehow, if, yeah. if, if that's going to be in the stadium at, at a place and, and going to be dedicated to the Jaguars game until kickoff happens with the Saints and the Packers, that would make it, I think, a very attractive opportunity. I'll say this. The the Saints and Packers only roll through here once every four years, right? The rotation well, of the schedule. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. It's Rodgers. Could I mean, be how his many last more, year in Green Bay. How many more chances may you get to see Aaron Rodgers right. in a Packers uniform? Okay. And, and let me just say this. Kudos to the Jaguars for offering up the stadium and the city and and helping the Saints out because I mean, wow. I mean what a what a 
tremendous uh, uh, tough situation oh, yeah. that the Saints staff, the Saints fans are in with Ida having gone through there and, and created a lot of havoc. And so, I mean, it's just it's a, it's a great gesture on behalf of the Jaguars because they're helping do this. Yep. And there's a lot of staff members on the Jaguars that are going to help this work. Okay, they're going to be putting in some OT to help this Saints organization and help people see football. Now that's credit to them and kudos to them. That's that's ticket sales, like we just mentioned. The the staff here is the the primary sales staff for the Saints for this game, and then uh, in in stadium entertainment people as well. I mean, there they there was a big call today to figure out how and who's going to run what, and it's still those conversations will go all the way through next week too. But It'll be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, and the way I read it, um, the league wanted the game in an NFL stadium because of, uh, especially because of the instant replay. They have to have the wire to New Main York. reason why, yeah, that's they they want to have all games in NFL stadiums. Yeah. And remember, in Katrina, the right after Katrina, this is obviously two thousand four or five. Um, they played a game at Tiger Stadium, Baton Rouge, at one point, and then went to San Antonio mm-hmm. and played in the Alamo Dome. They were moving around a bunch of different places, and uh, now you know we'll see what happens. They only have one more home game in the next six weeks, the Saints. So we'll have to look. At, I haven't looked at the yeah, schedule. Who knows where that's going to end up being? No but, idea. Uh, but they're just trying to get through Week One. I think it's a pretty pretty unique opportunity. No doubt. Uh, so the uh, Jaguars that week will be in Houston against the Texans. First start ever for a guy by the name of Trevor Lawrence. I've heard of him. Uh, it's going to be a big day for Jaguars fans. They've been we've been waiting on this for a long, long time around this organization just to see somebody like that suit up and run out of the tunnel. I mean, he looked good in Dallas. I mean, really good. And that was. You know, when Urban talked about prior to the game, he said, you know, we want to try to get a taste of success, experience success, find rhythm, get tempo, all these things that you're trying to do leading up to the first regular season game. And then I think that confidence from a confidence standpoint, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, and some of the guys that I work with, oh, well, you know, the Cowboys didn't play 30 guys, didn't dress 35 who, who, guys. Who, who, Some of the guys you work with. Well, who? You know, Name names. You and – Baselli and Dempsey. And, Urban Meyer, he and, said that too. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't care if you're playing against guys that, okay, they sat 30 of them. Confidence is a good thing. Urban said that also. And so, to, to and even if you're playing against, uh, what was the high school you went to? Hewitt Trustville High School. Hewitt? Hewitt. Hewitt, okay, even if you're Hewitt, playing Trustville the Hewitt, Huskies. Okay, if you're playing the Huskies, I don't care if you're playing them. Red and gray. Baby. If you have some success, it, it builds confidence. And so that's good for the Jaguars' offense heading into the regular season. I think the defense continued to do some solid things and probably less impressive because there wasn't as many weapons out there. And it was very obvious that the quarterback play for the Cowboys was not very good. And that was partly due to the Jaguars' defensive performance. But to see the offense of the Jaguars have some rhythm and have some success was really good. In fact, J.P. Oh, oh boy. There, he's going to the helmet, folks. There was. Uh, if you're watching on Jaguars.com, he's pulled a helmet okay. off the, the shelf behind him, and it is in front of him, and he's about to demonstrate something. Well, yes. and what the reason I, I put this up here, and for those that are just listening on the radio, I, I get it. Okay, it's the Jaguars' <laughs> helmet that has two pieces or two stripes of athletic tape going down the middle. From the forehead to the back of the head. Right. Yeah. Like a mohawk. Yes. Okay. And the reason that I have this up here is that the Jaguars quarterbacks actually throughout training camp actually wore 
this on their helmets. They had two pieces of athletic tape like a mohawk stripe going down the helmet. Right. The reason that they had that is because, and I give the Jaguars coaching staff credit, I have never seen, seriously, and I'm not joking, I've been in, in the National Football League since 1989. I've never seen coaches do this on a helmet. In the NFL. Never. Hmm. And what does it mean? What is it for? A lot of people may be asking. Yeah. We, yeah. A quarterback's eyes are not everything, but they're a big part of the game. And there's two plays that I was able to watch on film that were extremely impressive and that you could tell that the focus and concentration on this white stripe of the helmet in practice paid off for Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Ah. Okay. And I drew one of them last night, and that played on Wired. Okay. okay you remember Wired, the long TV. pass? Oh, it was the TV show. Mm-hmm. You remember the long pass to Philip Dorsett? I do. And it was to Trevor Lawrence's right. Yes, it was. If you watch on film, when Trevor Lawrence is getting the ball in his hands, the first thing he does, because they're kind of showing cover two, the first thing he does is to stare at the one safety that's buzzing back to the middle third to play a single high safety. Why is he staring at him? He's trying to get him to move back into that deep middle. Mm -hmm. And so he uses his eyes to move that safety into the deep middle. What does that do? It left room for the one-on-one with Philip Dorsett against the corner on the right side. And so what Trevor Lawrence does, he gets the snap, he drops back, and he's staring at the safety right down the middle of the field. He's wanting to draw him into the middle of the field. He knows where he's going. He doesn't need to look over there to the right. He wants to make sure that that safety is not going to be a factor. Stares him down right in the middle, brings him into the middle, and then turns once he hits his back foot, turns to the right, sees that, okay, he's got a little step on him, and he launches the ball to the right, and he drops it halfway between the numbers and the boundary, which is the only place that his wide receiver can make a play out of the uh, outstretched arms of the cornerback. So a couple things. One, guiding the safety with his eyes, and that relates to this helmet thing because he's making sure that he moved the safety, but then balls placement. It's mm-hmm. a great job. I mean, and this, that's what this is. And tonight on Jaguars All Access, there was another play that he used his eyes also. It was the the touchdown to Pharaoh Cooper. Yes. Okay, and on that play, he uses his eyes. He drops back, okay, and he stares down Pharaoh Cooper to the left, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can see the head turned on the left. Because okay? of the stripe. From, you can from see the end the zone view yeah. behind that's Trevor right. Lawrence. Yep. Okay, and the stripe's not wearing it. Well, game. not in the game. Okay, yes. but visually, yeah, yeah we're, we're thinking we're seeing the stripe. He's staring Pharaoh Cooper down. The safety actually sees him staring Pharaoh Cooper down, so he actually starts to run up towards that wide receiver. And then the corner saw Trevor Lawrence staring down Pharaoh Cooper as well, but he takes his eyes off of Trevor immediately because he saw the stare down. Now he's looking at the wide receiver. Cooper runs an out route. Okay, now Cooper's eyes actually come into play. He turns to look back at Trevor Lawrence. When he does, he tries to undercut the out route. Mm. What happens next? The fake pump by Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, which the corner doesn't see, but it doesn't matter because Pharaoh Cooper turns up, and it's an out and up. Got him. It was a total setup. Got him. And now the real trick is going to be putting that kid-sized helmet on your head right now. I'm not going to do that. Is that possible? No, this, this will not fit I, me. When was the last time you wore a helmet? I, I want We want to see this on Jaguars.com. Uh, it was back in when I when I wore a helmet, JP. That was just nineteen. You haven't put one on since then. No. And that one, you know, I wouldn't. How much of today, by the way? I wouldn't recommend better. that one for. Uh, but for seriously, years. and and all joking aside, <laughs> yes, I've, I've been in the league, okay, in some way, shape, or form since nineteen eighty nine, and I've never seen coaches use this stripe on a helmet 
to really work on a quarterback's eyes. And I think that that's fantastic. It's a great way to teach, and it's a great way to teach a young quarterback. Good stuff. We'll come back in a moment. The network hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is coming up next, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.